the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You were made to think big, do big, big. tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer We are so glad that you joined us today We believe that the truth of God's word will empower you to live a life so big That it impacts everyone and everything around you As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. The only thing, according to Jesus, that's stronger than the Word of God is often our traditions. And here, we see this woman. She's doing a traditional thing a woman thinks she ought to do. And she finds herself upset and and worried and distracted by by much service. And, And she gets angry. And sometimes our traditional view of things will end us up with us being angry. Some of the most angry people I know are people who've been in church 30, 40 years. Fighting over petty doctrines. Fighting over stuff that don't even matter about nothing. Dividing families and households over nonsense. Whether a woman should wear pants. Whether she has to wear a hat. And all the silliness. She came to him. And asked, and really in this asking is a statement. You know, religious people have a way of, of, of passive-aggressively striking you. Yeah. Am I preaching good? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Lord, don't you care? My sister has abandoned me. 
she need to be working and sweating like I'm sweating. She need to be mad and upset like I'm upset. And then she's sitting at your feet with a smile on her face. Next to the men at that. That Jezebel need to change her shirt. She need to put on a longer dress. That, that Jezebel need to take off them shoes. And come be miserable with the rest of us women. And then she has the nerve to say, she's starting to order Jesus. Tell her to help me. You better show some leadership, Jesus. Don't let all this crazy stuff going on in your house. I thought you were a leader. I thought you were, you were able to, to, to control things and, and, and things were holy around you. This is unholy for a woman to be sitting with your men while the women are working. You need to really get into what's happening. Some folks have made holiness a bad word. We, just, we sing about holiness. Holiness to me, that's a beautiful word. The Bible calls it the beauty of his holiness. And then it, just, and then it goes on, the psalmist goes on to, to explain, his mercy endures forever. Here's, here's the psalm. Praise the beauty of his holiness, that his mercy endures forever. His, his holiness, he's saying, God is totally set apart and sanctified to his mercy. To his kindness and his love. He will never change his mind about that which he has said. He is holy. And because he's holy, I am not consumed. All right, let's go back. Jesus looks up from the teaching. I mean, he was saying some powerful stuff. But here Martha interrupts. The work of God for her religion. Be careful not to interrupt the move of the spirit over how long a dress is. God knows how to handle all that. Give the person time. They'll work it all out. But when I first met him, he met me as I was. And accepted me. And then he began to work on me and improve me. But we don't all start out that way. Give people space. He said, Martha, Martha. He could have answered a lot of ways. Watch what he says. You. You're all focused on Mary, all up in her business. But you're the one with the real problem. You, he's not even talking about Mary. You are worried and upset about many things. Mary's over here chilling. Mary ain't got no problems in the world right now. And you're the one all upset. You're worried. And, And you see... The reason why we focus on others is because we don't want to have to deal with all the stuff going on in our own hearts. So we're mad at them and, and mad at them. So, so we, again, we, we don't feel our own frustration. So, so she gets a focus off of all the misery in her and she focuses on her sister. And she says, you're worried and upset. How many in this room, if you're honest, you'd have to admit most of the time I'm worried and upset. Many of us Frequently, this is our regular 
MO, mode of operation. We live out of worried and upset. I'm worried about my kids, upset about my job, and, 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 and all, 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 the, all the rest. What I want to do here, I'm trying to also contain the fire a little bit. I don't want to burn you. I want to bless you. Fire controlled on a stove can do you good. But when it gets into the walls, it can tear the house down. So I'm trying to be gentle with this fire that's shut up in my bones over this subject here. Let's look at it a little more closely. Jesus said, you are worried. In the Greek, it's merimnas. I'm not going to pronounce it right, and don't correct me. It doesn't matter. You don't know Greek? I don't either. I only know what the scholars tell me. But merimnas speaks of having a concern for something. It's, it's when you always have something on your mind, you have this constant squint mark in the middle of your forehead. Listen, I spent years like this. You see, in your 20s and 30s, you have a face you don't deserve. But when you start getting in your 40s and 50s, you start getting the face you really, really deserve. And all the squint marks that you used to be able to bounce back from become permanent. And the lines from your frown marks get etched in your face. That's why you need to smile often. Because the face you work on for 20 years, you will eventually get that fire again. Come on, Jesus. Just put it down. This term, merimnas, is used by Jesus in Matthew 6 and 31. He says this, so do not merimnas, so do not worry, say, typically our worry, whatever's going on in our heart tends to show up in our mouths. He says, you can know what's going on in your heart by listening to what you say. He said, don't worry by saying, what shall we eat, Lord? What shall we drink, Lord? Or what shall we wear? Worry is when that you you have on the inside, you're screaming, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? Where am I going to, what, what, Lord? And and you see, all of that, I used to think it was prayer. But I discovered all it really was, was worry. And Jesus said, do not do it. He said to, to Martha, you're worried and upset, verse 41. And that term upset is terbeis. And it speaks of being agitated and stirred up. Are you often agitated and worked up? Are you often upset about something? This week, the president of the United States had officially got me worked up. I went to sleep, I believe it was on Wednesday, saying, say it isn't so, say it isn't so. Lord, say it isn't so. Then I woke up the next morning, Lord, say it isn't so, say it isn't so, say it isn't so. And the Lord finally had to speak to me. And he said, Derek, America is not the kingdom of God. Your king is still on the throne. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
None of the angels have gone on strike and God is not rethinking his morality. Are you hearing me? We are not to put our faith in any man or political party. A little over three years ago, you know, we, we, we had segments of the United States acting like President Bush was our Messiah. And then people criticized, you know, the, what we call the right wing for so elevating a, a man that would, would declare what the, the press called an unjust war. But then on the left side, after you see, that's why you got you to take that speck out of your own eye. You, really, it's a moat before you start messing with the speck in your brother's eye. And now in the last three or so years, we have a black messiah. <laughs> President Obama's the second coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> to many folk. I don't care what he say. He's he the first black. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am first a follower of Jesus. You are to hold your Republican status, your Democratic status, very loosely. You vote your conscience, do what you want to do. I'm not telling you what to do. But what I am telling you is that you, 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 you don't let that stuff define you. Are you hearing me? There's some things I will not compromise. Are you hearing me? And the word of God is one of those things. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground. I said all other, Republican, Independent, Democratic, all other ground. Baptist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, denominational, all other ground. All other ground. All of it. Black, white, Jew, whatever. Hispanic or whatever. All other, I will not define myself by the color of my skin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will not define myself, even as an American. I am first a follower of Jesus, and you ought to be too. Back to the text. Please, we do this in the church. We make pastors messiahs. God got to let them fall just to remind you. It's but one God. You are worried and upset about many things. Let's look closely at how Jesus helps Martha get over worried and upset. He looks at her and he says, lady... No, he's more kind. He's more kind. <laughs> he says, Martha, few things are needed. Now, let me boil down life to you. And we, we can very easily get distracted by all this stuff that it really has no eternal value. I mean, the time in my life, you know, where, um, you know, you wanted the, the shirt with the polo on it and and it was a big deal to have the polo. Then after the polo, actually, I'm dating myself. It was the guest, you know, the guest jeans. <laughs> you know, all that stuff that was so important. Some of that stuff you can't catch me in now. Yeah. 
I'm a little embarrassed to say, you know, in the 80s, you know, tight jeans. Remember Jordash and all that? Man, you wear those jeans so tight, you see the veins in your butt. You hear what I'm saying? Some of my college friends are trying to blackmail me with some of them pictures. <laughs> but it's funny, that which was so important in one setting. Back then, when I went to college, it was Levi jeans. You had to wear them tight. And now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> if they showed them on the screen, I'd wilt. You see, sometimes things that we think are so important, in the long run, When you look back, it really doesn't amount to a whole lot. You say, well, you know, Martha, when you look back on your life, you're not going to really care whether or not all your your napkins were ironed and had that crease and were set just on the perfect side. You're not going to really worry about, was the chicken warm enough or or did everybody have enough soup? What's going to be remembered about this time is people hearing my word the experience and the encounter that they had with God. I believe in excellence. And we operate, we try to operate this ministry on a level of excellence. But you can get to the point that you almost get legalistic with excellence. Where you begin to work and work over stuff that really, really does not matter. He says only a few things are are needed. You know what, Martha, really... Everything else outside of these things is really a distraction. Then he says, let me even narrow it down further. Indeed, only one. Martha, I am not as hard to please as you think. And in some settings, they worship a hard-to-believe God, and then they try to put that on me. A hard-to-please God, are you hearing what I'm saying? Our God, you see, I'm not as smart as I may appear. Um, God, you know, he does some wonderful things on Sunday, but the reality is I could be just a little bit dumb. How many of you are, you know, share that? I only saw a few hands go up, but, you know. I could tell you there's more. <laughs> you raise your hands. But I need God to boil it down real simple for me. And when you have six or seven things, I'm going to forget one. You get 11, 12, he has 613 in the Old Testament. How many think every now and then I might forget a few? But God, he loved me, and he said, I'm going to bless the simple. And in his wisdom, he said, I can boil it down to one. David said it this way in Psalms 27 and 4. One thing, not asking for shoes, not asking for a Mercedes, I'm not asking for a seven-room house. I'm not even asking for a new job. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell, and I may abide, that I may have a seat in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. Mary chose the better part. Mary had one thing, the main thing, on her mind. Luke 10 and 42. Try my best to get you out of here early. 
But few things are needed, or indeed only one. And when he's saying this, he's really pointing at her sister. And here's a truth that I had to learn the hard way, and I still have to be reminded from time to time. We must be served by Jesus before we can serve Jesus. We must be seated before we serve. We must listen before we lead. And there have been times that in my own strength, before hearing, before getting directions, before being filled with with the knowledge of his will, I went out and tried to do a good thing. But when you try to do even a good thing apart from the hearing, of God, it can set you up for upset and worried. I am not the savior of the world. I am not the alpha. I'm certainly not the omega. Alpha means A, omega means Z, meaning Jesus said, I am the first and the last. I'm the beginning of everything you ought to do. Martha got busy without letting God be the beginning. And if you don't let God start beginning your day, if you don't let God be the first voice you hear and, and, and the primary set of instructions that you're following in that, that hour, you will end up upset and worried, even though you're religious. I have found myself getting people saved, doing the work of the ministry, upset and worried because I was not first sitting at his feet. I was at first saying, Lord, pour into me before I try to pour into anybody else. I got the hero complex, you know. I'm anointed and appointed of God that I'm going to go make some things happen. But then God had to pull me back and, and I'm going to say, boy, you just flesh. You know, you're going to do some good things at first, but you know what? That, that star is going to quickly die. You know, Moses, when he came down from the mountain, he put a veil on his face. The Bible says, because the glory was fading away. And he wanted the people to see that the glory was fading. But we look into the face of Jesus Christ whose glory is not fading. That's, that's an awesome thing. But the point is, I have to go to the source to get that light. And the longer I'm away from the source, the duller my face shines. So what I have to do is keep going in, walk in the light as he is in the light. Keep going back and lifting my face toward heaven so he could shine, so I could take that to the world, lest I get confused that somehow I'm taking me. I'm Lord, I receive of you so that I could give to them. Lord, I receive of you that I could give to my obnoxious husband or wife. Lord, I receive of you so that I give to my obnoxious kids. Lord, I receive of you so I give to my obnoxious boss. Lord, ultimately, it's you and me, Christ in me, the hope of any type of glory. Lord, I lift my hands and give me what I need, Lord, to reach them. And as I do that, as I, you know, seek first his kingdom, that's when there's a strain to do the work he's assigned me to. Well, He continues and he says, uh, Martha, Mary has chosen. Don't get angry and resentful, Mary. It's about the choices you make in life. It's about your priorities. You prioritize what everybody was going to think about you when the the meeting was over, when the, the celebration was over. Mary, she prioritized who was in the meeting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
And she made priorities out of God. He said, Mary has chosen what is what? Better. Good is often the enemy of best. Good is not always a good thing. Because we stop at good. We settle at good. But, but, but you'll never get to best if you're satisfied with good. And this lady was trying to do a good thing, house and host Jesus. But she didn't do the best thing. And he says, Mary has chosen what is best or what is, what is better. Don't settle for good works when Jesus called us to greater works shall you do. Mary chose what is better and it will not, now watch it, it will not be taken away from her. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's Word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to Him because He cares for us. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. And I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's Word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled, No Fear. Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together.